say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go on DavidPaulMusic.com. Check out the calendar for a great night of entertainment. And we may see you there one night. So uh, have a wonderful day. And we will see you next week. You're listening to KCAA, Loma Linda, California. The best station in the nation. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Living up to his nickname, I'm Jeff Nathanson. Tom Brady's nickname is Tom Terrific, and today he is exactly that. The Patriots leading the Bills in Buffalo 31-10 with 13.55 to go in the third quarter. Brady has thrown for four touchdown passes to four different receivers in this contest. No interceptions, and New England is cruising over Buffalo right now in the third quarter. Also on the scoreboard, the Browns are looking to get their first win of the year. They're leading the Jets right now, 20-14. to That's in the third quarter. Also in Q3, Panthers all over the Cardinals, 27-7. to Jonathan Stewart, two touchdowns for Carolina. Seahawks leading the Saints, 17-13, to but New Orleans is driving right now inside the five. We'll keep you posted. That's in the third quarter. Chiefs lead the Colts 17-7. to That's in the third as well. A couple other third quarter scores. Texans lead the Lions 17-3. to Houston just got a field goal a moment ago. And it's the Buccaneers and the Raiders all even 10-10 in the third in Tampa, Florida. Earlier today, one final into NBC Sports. It was the Redskins and the Bengals playing to a 27-27 tie in London. Later on, some big games coming up, including the Packers and the Falcons. Mike McCarthy, the coach for Green Bay, says he has a lot of respect for the Falcons' offense. Uh, you can see the makeup of his coaching style and the way his football team plays. Uh, they take they take great care of the football, so you can see the emphasis of fundamentals. They do a good job of uh, taking the football away, you know, particularly with their pursuit and finish. And uh, I think that's definitely a reflection reflection of their head coach. That game is at 425, also coming up at 405 Eastern Time. It's the Chargers and the Broncos. Baltimore, L.A. Rams, Miami, New York Giants, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco all have buys this week. Sunday night football, Eagles and the Cowboys, 830 Eastern on NBC. This is NBC Sports Radio. This is KCAA. Why should you vote Democrat in San Bernardino County? Because Democrats have delivered. While Republicans in Washington were busy obstructing the president at every turn and taking record-length vacations, Democrats in California were working, working to make our county and our state a great place to live. 
Democrats, like Congressman Pete Aguilar, helping to actually rebuild San Bernardino by securing $2.8 million for our local law enforcement. Under Democratic-led California, our state is enjoying unprecedented prosperity. We're now the sixth largest economy in the world. Classrooms are being properly funded, jobs are being created, and more new business has come to our state. Under Kamala Harris, California has gotten tougher on crime. On November 8th, vote for Hillary Clinton and vote for local Democrats who are working hard to serve the people first. For more info, go to SanBernardinoDemocrats.com. That's SanBernardinoDemocrats.com. It's time for the KCAA Community Calendar, brought to you exclusively by Learn for Life, a growing network of public charter schools. The clear mission of Learn for Life is to motivate and mentor students who have dropped out of school and provide them with the personalized education and technical training necessary to advance their lives. From the KCAA Community Calendar, I'm Mark Westwood. Everyone's talking about the third Thursdays in San Bernardino. Rediscover the city of San Bernardino third Thursday food truck fest. Switch up your lunchtime routine. Try the gourmet food trucks every third Thursday from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the Court Street parking lot between E and D Streets in downtown San Bernardino. Enjoy delicious, tasty food from the food trucks such as the Slam and Sliders food truck, Farmer's Belly, the Bacon Mania truck, Piaggio on Wheels, or the Greasy Wiener. All kinds of mouth-watering delights, hot off the truck, and plenty to eat. Put an end to dull, boring fast food and truck on over to City Hall in San Bernardino for the third Thursday Food Truck Fest in downtown San Bernardino. For more info, check out Rediscover San Bernardino's Facebook page at facebook.com backslash SB Third Thursdays. That's S-B-T-H-I-R-D Thursdays. That's a look at the KCAA Community Calendar. I'm Mark Westwood. KCAA Community Calendar is presented exclusively by Learn for Life, a growing network of public charter schools where students can complete their education on a part-time basis. To find a resource center nearest you, call 1-877-360-LEARN or visit Learn for Life online at learn4life.org. Hey man, what are you doing? I'm watering my lawn. Don't you know you can't water your lawn in the middle of the afternoon? Uh-oh, you're in big trouble. Here comes the water police. Well, what do I do now? Tune into the Water Zone show on KCAA Radio Thursday nights at 6 p.m. They'll help you out. Call the dogs and put out the fire. This is Baxter Black with a little peek at marginal quotes. When you go to B&W Hitch Factory for a visit, you won't need a passport or a Chinese translator. Why? Because their hitches are made right here in the heart of America. Sometimes that gets lost in the horror of our global economy, but lots of American businesses have survived the recession without cheapening their products or outsourcing jobs. Instead, they chose to stay at home, share the work, and spread the benefits. Learn more about what B&W stands for by going to AmericanMadeHitch.com. As long as you've got good elimination, you've got it made. Uncle Leonard said that. If a man can't drive in a bar ditch, he's got no business on the highway. My Uncle Tink. When asked how she got to be president, Anita replied, I missed the meeting. Tom Hall says, I enjoy all company, some when they arrive and some when they leave. A true friend will tell you if your hat's on backwards, says Calvin. 
I'd rather be at the head of the ditch with a shovel than at the bottom with a decree. Tom on irrigation rights. If they won't come, you can't stop them, said my old friend Jim B. He's stooping to new heights, said Sandy. His eyes are so squinty they could blindfold him with dental floss. That's my old friend Bucker. They teach chickens to lay eggs by walking back and forth in front of them with a hatchet humming, Mmm, good. Mmm, good. That's according to Doug. The right to be heard does not include the right to be taken seriously. By Hubert H. If you want to put out a fire, start your own. By Hoot. You have to know Mr. Dewey well in order to dislike him. By Margaret T. Bank examiners come in after the battle and shoot the wounded. According to Boyd. Horseshoeing's not so hard. It's just a dread of doing it, says Carl. His sleeping bags smell like they drove geese into it and beat them to death, says my friend Ole K. It's been a month of Mondays, says Cheryl. Sometimes you have no choice, so take it. On fundraising, don't put all your hands in one pocket. Judy says if you're smart, you'll always believe in Santa Claus. And finally, John says, sure you can sell out when things are good. But then what will you do? This is Baxter Black, brought to you by B&W Turnover Bowl. KCAA Radio. 1050 AM. Along with the Genius Family. Presents. Rick Genius Radio. The Rocky by the Hour. Friday nights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Rick Genius Radio. You're listening to an encore presentation of this program on AM 1050 KCAA, the Inland Talk Express. Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome, everybody. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929 is the telephone number. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We are talking mortgages. We're talking finance. We're talking all things that are going to affect how you determine whether you're going to buy a house, whether you're going to sell a house. Maybe you want to refinance a house. Maybe you need some money for all the kinds of things that you need. Uh, we are having uh, a, a terrific run here of low interest rates that seem to go on and on and on. But, of course, we all know they're not going to go on and on and on. Uh, we are looking in December for at least a quarter point. Now, I've been getting all kinds of read from both the Fed, Janet Yellen there at the Fed, but several of the board governors there are saying rates will go up. So, look, this run has been historic. You have had interest rates even into the twos, the high twos, and I believe if you do a 15-year right now, you could probably still get very close to uh, 2.99%. However, these rates cannot last. The economy cannot stand to have zero interest rates across the board because 
in an effort to try to stimulate the economy in future uh, recessions, you're going to have to lower interest rates to stimulate that type, uh, side of banking. So you can't lower, inter lower interest rates from zero, as we've learned both in the EU and around the globe. Negative interest rates, especially in Japan, have hurt them for 20, 25 years. So what we've got to do is stimulate, but we've also got to raise rates. So uh, I don't know if uh, anybody out there is, is mad because I'm saying that, but that's what's going to happen. But still, 4.5%, 4.25% are terrific rates. My first loan was 8.75%. It just uh, shows you that even at that time, that to me was a great rate because I remember from the 80s, rates being in 18%. So in those days, and of, of course, it's all relative, right? I mean, if cost of living here in California has gone up exponentially since that time, and now it costs you, you know, uh, $3.50 for a gallon of milk, where it used to cost you a buck and a quarter, yeah, it's relative, and I understand that. But at the same time, interest rates have to go up in order for us to have a relief valve when things get worse, i.e., that's right, interest rates are going up. So if you've got an, a hankering or a, an inkling or some kind of crystal ball soothsaying that says, you know what, I should look into this, give us a call. Pick up the phone. You can email us to info at malibufunding.net. I'm Jeff Barton. Of course, I'm the uh, owner of a, a mortgage company and I am a lender. I've uh, been in the business for a number of years. Malibufunding.net is the website if you want to check out who we are. Uh, we are in the uh, Valley, the San Fernando Valley is where one of our offices is. And, of course, in the Inland Empire, we have uh, a whole bunch of people that work out in Rancho, in Ontario, in San Bernardino, and Riverside. Uh, we love the area. That's why we chose KCAA. Say hi to everybody there. Fred, hi, how you doing? Uh, he's one of the owners at KCAA, and they do a great job on three signals to broadcast what we do Saturday and Sunday out to you so that you have a place where you can go for reliable information, not just a big old commercial from me uh, about Malibu funding. We bring to the show any number of different types of guests from different types of companies, uh, mortgage companies, title companies, escrow companies, um, certainly all the lenders who are in the marketplace to provide to you Different options, different opinions. Uh, we talk all things mortgages, but we also get into what's going on in the economy and, and what might affect the economy. We get into the psychology of, of why in an election season, uh, which this year is, and it seems to be, and we always say this every four years, the most, you know, this kind of season or the most this kind of election, I don't know whether it is or it isn't, but it gets people upset. It gets them not thinking about maybe some of the primary things that they need to think about in their lives. So we get into those kind of topics here on the show to try to provide you with some balance uh, to what else is out there screaming at you for both your money, your attention and everything else. Uh, you can listen to us at KCAA.com. Our shows are archived there, and uh, we've been doing this for how long has it been, Daryl? How long are we doing this here at the studio? Well, we've been here for about uh, 10 months. Okay, so that's roughly 35, 40 shows that we've uh, done on air. And again, we, we broadcast them in every other week, so... Uh, you will hear two different shows this weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. And um, we've been on the air both here in San Francisco, out in Ventura County, uh, for about three or three and a half years. 
So we know what we're doing in terms of bringing you information, which I think is the most important thing that we do on the show. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is from our investor uh, group or partner or people that help us to su- determine what's going on in the U.S. economy. Uh, they're a group out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and of course it's uh, with the U.S. Trust Group. Uh, and we're really happy to have those guys always provide us with information uh about the economy, and we'll just look at, uh, I'm going to read you a little bit from the October 24th uh, Market Minute, which was this uh, Monday. It, uh, it talked about the big picture here in the U.S., and this is around the election time, around the election cycle, about things that are changing in everybody's mind about what will happen, what won't happen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happen. Well, this is a very conservative uh, group, as I say, out of St. Louis. And here's what they say. The big picture, improving economic data. Earnings announcements and mega mergers are providing some tailwinds for equity markets globally. What does that mean, equity markets globally? What it means is um, when you're dealing in equity markets, money markets, real estate market, you're talking about what's the best way for me to make money. So in this first sentence, for instance, we're just talking about positive outlook out there in the world. Most economic data is from the back end, meaning that we get it after it happened. Foretelling the future is based on trends over many year cycles. So if we're looking at a trend which is going on in both the uh, local economy as well as the national economy, what we're talking about is improving economic conditions everywhere. And that's a good thing. Usually when that happens, the incumbent party, whoever it is, gets reelected. I think that's what will drive most people's decisions anyway. However, there's a lot of anger out there, a lot of angst. And next week on the show, we will have back on the show Dr. Jeannie Bertelli, who's going to tell us a little bit about how the psychology of the election cycle affects people's decision-making and why, if you're hot, red-hot on a particular subject or candidate or proposition here in California, we're proposition-heavy this cycle, I think there's... How many of them are there? 17, 27? A bunch. A bunch. You're exactly right. Well, I mean, you really can't tell from the number because some of them are number 65, some of them are number 70, but there's not 70 of them. No, there aren't. And and the thing about numbering them and there's a psychology behind why people do what they do and how they present their... It's mind-boggling. All I know is that most of them are no for me, and uh, the only one that's positively yes is uh, prison reform to cut down on the uh, the way that... um, uh, prisoners on death row get to extend it forever, and of course, I'm going to say yes to pot. What the heck? Well, one of the the thing is, a lot of them on on the face value say what the proposition is, but a lot of them have hidden agendas and stuff buried in there. You need to dig down and find out. You know, they add this, they add this. There's uh, you know stuff in there that you just don't know about. Absolutely, and I think reading through it, and I have read through them all, and I ha- and I've been bored to tears. I fell asleep on one of them. It was just like, what are they talking about? So normally I say no, just because if I don't know something, why vote for it? It just doesn't make any sense it's kind of like the presidential election this year i have no idea and so i'm probably actually you know in california there are five different candidates not just four 
And did you I, see that? Yeah, I did. And uh, I, I think that uh, if marijuana is going to continue to be a part of our culture, it should be part of our economy. Yeah, and, absolutely and also, right. Like, like the India casinos. They escaped it for a long time, and uh, now a lot of them have stepped up, and we're getting revenue from it. And I we think sh- that's we a should. good idea, yeah. too. I yeah. mean, I'm one for uh, uh, nonprofits, absolutely, but there are some major landholders in the state of California that never paid a dime, and they're all under the auspices of nonprofits. So I think that all has to be relooked at. That's a political argument for another date. But in terms of the overall outlook for the economic future of the next six months to a year, it's looking pretty good. Unemployment is down. Um, Real employment is up, although we have a shadow sort of uh, group of people who looked, didn't look, and then probably won't look in the future. So how are they counted? And that's always something that uh, is played with by the statistic makers in Washington. But I think if you look around, you're going to see most of your shops that have been boarded up or uh, have for lease signs have been leased out. There are a lot of new businesses, a lot of young businesses. We have a great segment of the show that we talk to entrepreneurs opening businesses, uh, and that would be anything from somebody who wants to open up an Internet-type cafe, somebody who wants to uh, sell uh, online buttons, somebody who wants to, you know, whatever they want to do, uh, they're trying their hand at it now, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, and we will be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For questions or comments, send emails to info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. 888-713-2929 is the telephone number. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Talk to us about all your concerns that you're going to have now and in the next four to six months about your real estate needs. Maybe you need to buy a house. Maybe you need to refinance a house. Well, we're the people that that can help you or that we can point you in the right direction. A couple of things that we need to talk about when you talk about loans, when you talk about your mortgage needs, is your credit score. Okay, and I don't care what anybody tells you, credit scores matter. How to build credit, how to fix credit. Uh, We have, once again, a terrific expert on the show who's been on the show several times talking about that uh, from Big Tech's real estate and consultant is uh, Terrell Robinson. Um, Big Tech's, how's it going? I'm great, thanks. How you doing, Jeff? How's everything going? Everything is going absolutely terrific. And as everybody can hear, Big Tech's is from Texas, but he's a national company and and can help anybody in the listening audience uh, and has done so for uh, a lot of my different clients that I've sent down to him, and we really appreciate it. Tex, tell us a little bit about the history of uh, how you got into this business and um, what you see as some of the major problems helping people with their credit. Okay. Um, I actually got into this business uh, back in 2003 when I retired from football, and um, one of the things that I saw, that was the first, as a matter of fact, in 2003, uh, a friend of mine had helped me out because I was looking to purchase my first home, and a friend had helped me out right. uh, in regards to credit, and uh, I actually had to get my credit restored um, back in 2003 to purchase my first home. It took about six months. I got it restored, and then I was able to purchase my first home. So I got started into the real estate market doing mortgages. I started out with Wells Fargo Financial, became a manager there, and then left and started my own company. I did that for some time, but I stayed in the the credit industry because I noticed a lot of clients that we had coming to us that was looking to purchase, especially in Vegas being a cash town, uh, they were having credit issues. So that's why we just stuck with it. So now 
Uh, I can't say that I'm an expert, but I'm an expert at the credit industry. So oh, you can oh. throw anything at me. I can help you out. Okay, a couple of things. You mentioned Wells Fargo, and that brings up a point. We, ha- we had um, a big discussion on last week's show about Wells Fargo and what they did with people, opening accounts that people knew nothing about, transferring money, and then charging them for the fact that they were not paying uh, on these fraudulent accounts. How is that right. affecting people's credit, and how in the world are they going to sort that out? Well, one of the things, hey, I I actually was victim to one of those accounts. I had my business account set up at Wells Fargo. Okay. Um, but being in the industry and knowing what, when I found out what they were doing before the problem came to light in the public, I uh, initially closed the account out because working there for many years uh, and then knowing how they processed their, processed their loans, I knew that there was something fraudulent going on. So right now I actually have an open case that's going on with them right now to try to get settled out. I see. But how it, how it affects clients' credit is if they have an account open, if they have an account open and the client does not put, what will happen is they'll open up an account right. and that account has service fees each month. Right. They so don't have the minimum client, necessary. Right. Right. If the client is not paying on those fees, then that account will go into collections. Right. And then will then uh, will affect the client, client's credit score. But also, it can potentially put your client into check systems. So then that's a whole new can of worms. And that's where they need, that's where I come in to help you get out of check systems. Right, and that that basically means that no bank will do business with you because no you owe one bank. Right. Right, absolutely. You would have to, as a matter of fact, for those who want to get back on track, if they are in check systems or they have bad credit, they're now going to have to do open up a secured credit card because right. of what Wells Fargo has done. Right. They're going to have to do so many different avenues. So what we do is we prove, I go directly to the source to help the clients prove that um, it was illegally done to get this deleted off ASAP. And just a, a hardcore fact, one of your clients that you sent to me, yep. he had a, not to mention any names, he had a Wells Fargo account, and he had a 465 FICO score. In six months, he's at a 715 FICO score. We got him all taken care of. Oh, that's excellent. Not only that is that you're providing an answer for a lot of these people out there who have had no answers from Wells Fargo, let alone any regulatory agency. Nobody's contacting these people about how to solve the issue if they've been affected negatively on their credit with these, you know, over 2 million accounts that were open. Uh, Shout out your phone number or a way to get a hold of you because I I know that many people want to be able to uh, talk to you. Absolutely. Well, the best way to have your clients contact, they they can reach me at area code 702-882-2103. They can also email me, Jeff, at bigtextrealestateandcredit at yahoo.com. I get a lot of clients from your area. Right. And just to let your clients know, we operate everywhere from Georgia to New York to California. They can reach me anytime. I have uh, uh, unlimited staff that can help your clients out, too, as well. And the first thing that we want to do is we want to educate your clients in regards to how credit works. Right. And uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the process of helping another one of your clients that just got sent over to me last night. We're going to get them all taken care of. And what we do is we go through a, a quick educational process of the do's and don'ts. And then our job is to get your clients credit fixed so they don't have to use us again. But refer. Okay. Another question. 27-year-old, he and his girlfriend want to buy a house. They have zero credit. How do you help these people? 
27 year old, zero credit, and want to buy a house. Yep. This is exactly how I would do it. One of the pro- one of the programs that I offer, Jeff, is I offer a uh, secured credit card. Right. Number one. Now, if they don't want to take secured credit card with me, whomever that they bank with can get a secured credit card too as well. Number one. Number two, if you get set up, a lot of people don't know, if you get set up with a credit union, okay. a credit union, especially a credit union here in Las Vegas, Nevada, they will actually give you a, a signature loan for $1,000, $2,000, or $3,000. You make the monthly payments on it, but they don't release the funds until the final payment is made. Therefore, okay. boosting your score up between 30 and 50 points. Number three, I have a program that is called Rental Karma. So if your clients are renters, which they are, uh, now, and if they've been great tenants either a year or two years, I can backdate their FICO scores, and it will raise their scores up between 50 and 60 points. And here's the big thing. If it's a couple, like you said, a 27-year-old couple, uh, that process, that is only $6.95 a month for a couple, $4.95 a month for a single person. Okay, that's, that will raise our FICO score a big time. And well, that was your three trade lines. Right. You need three trade lines and to have no credit and then within six months to have credit for what? I don't know, thirty, forty dollars, fifty to whatever whatever the amount is to be able to then afford it because we're talking about people that make money but they're so out of the system. And these are a lot of young people, not just the, this couple. I talk to kids all the time, and I say kids, of course. 27-year-old is no kid. But for the, for the purposes of what we're talking about in finance, they don't know anything. They have no idea how to plug into the system. You really have to hold their hand, walk them through it. This is some great advice. Hey, I really appreciate it. And 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 you're right. Like you said, kids. My, our son, my wife and our son, is 24, right. and he's been a homeowner now for two years. So he had a little bit of advantage over everything because pops is in the real estate and credit business. Right. But that's that's how we got him started as well at the age of 18. Because you can also uh, catch on to mom and dad's uh, credit card, not give a credit card, but if they have good credit, you can actually be an authorized user that helps your credit score. There's multiple ways to be able to help a client's credit score to have them get established. And once they're in the system for six months on those secured credit cards and have a decent enough credit, mm-hmm. we can actually help them get set up with like a Capital One Quicksilver $250, $300 limit, and they never – here's the big thing. You don't want to go over 30% revolving credit. Right. When people tell you it's okay to match the credit card out, just pay it off, that's wrong. You want to try to keep your total revolving credit limit at 30%. So if you have a $1,000 credit card and if you're going to take your girlfriend out or your wife out, you want to take. You don't want to spend over $300. Right. Okay, this is great information. Obviously, anything that we're talking about today will affect your credit score, but also it'll affect the rate that you're going to borrow money from. So having Absolutely. a great credit score is really the first step. The second step is to use that credit score to be able to get your the, the best loan available, whether it's a car loan, a credit card, as you say, or a mortgage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. And, again, that's what we do. And, uh, Jeff, I really appreciate it. And, again, uh, uh, one thing we do is we, we're very big advocates of the educational part because mm-hmm. – if we're getting repeat customers of the same person, that means I'm not doing my job. And right. so, and that's what I don't want. We don't want the repeat business in this, in this industry. So nope. it's enough bad credit or no credit around there out there. So, 
Tex, thanks very much once again for coming on the show, educating both myself and the listening audience. It's terrific information. Thank you very much, Jeff, and it was a pleasure, and I appreciate it, and you guys have a great day. Uh, I'm on vacation, but you can great. give me a call, and, um, and I can help you out. So just give me a shout-out, shoot me an email, text message, or call me at any time. And again, that number is 702-882-2103, or they can email me at BigText. Real estate and credit at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. And I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mortgage. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus good boys with jeff barton we'll be right back with more in just a moment for more information on today's topic email jeff barton at info at malibufunding.net now you're listening to KCAA Loma Linda at 106.5 FM, K293CF, Moreno Valley. Now, back to the Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Telephone number here is 888-713-2929. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Uh, you can reach us, talk about all the mortgage needs that you're going to have, certainly in the next six months if you're looking to buy or you're looking to sell, or you're looking to refinance what you currently have. Email is info at malibufunding.net. We are all over Facebook. So if you go to our Facebook page, just uh, type in Facebook, Home Loans colon Malibu Funding, and we pop right up. We have actually hired some people to try to bring Facebook to you more readily and easily. Also, the radio show, as well as some of the other things that we've been doing. Oh, and by the way, last weekend's, challenge which may or may not know about we did some fundraising for the special forces charitable trust which is a terrific organization it's the only charity for special forces and we held a uh, triathlon out in malibu california it was a great event um Singing the national anthem through the final uh, run was just terrific. We raised some money, and we'll help those people out. It's a great organization. If you get a chance, uh, you can look them up online, specialforcescharitabletrust.org, and um, uh, see what they're doing. Uh, we also have a blog, bartonblog.com. I'm on Twitter, Jeff6493, and um, or is it 6837? I don't really remember. Nobody goes to it anyway. I'm just kidding. But we try to bring to you some terrific information from great people, both in the industry and having to do with the industry. Uh, we just had uh, uh, big text from um, his credit restoration company talking about terrific things about your credit, how to establish credit, how to fix your credit, and everything else. Uh, with me right now from the Mortgage Partners is Celia Rio. Celia, how are you? 
I'm good. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. And thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We had you on uh, a while back, and uh, I've always, always appreciated uh, your interest in helping us out, plus your knowledge in the business. You've been in the business for quite some time, and you've been in all aspects of the business. Give us a little history about maybe where you've come from and what you're doing now that might um, uh, enlighten some of the listeners. Well, yes, I've been in it since 1981, so I started off in SNL. I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. Apologize. (laughs) Now, uh, so this this our last uh, I call it the Great Depression that we had. um, Although people seem to argue that point Mm -hmm. was reminiscent of you know pretty much the SNL days. Yep, I agree. Um, The difference was they actually would come in and arrest everybody. And then tell you to leave everything, just take your keys, walk out, and we'll mail you your stuff if we get to it. So um, this time around, it was a little bit nicer. <laughs> they, they let us take our stuff as, as places were closing down. Yeah, that's um, true. Who did you, who did you work mean, I, for you know, during the uh, 80 days, during the Lincoln Savings Days, during the um, SNL scandal? for Western. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Western Savings and Loan. Yeah. Um, and then I worked, I also worked. For, well, I was there for about seven years. I started off in the commercial division. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to learn underwriting, did underwriting. I always knew I wanted to get into sales, but I was a young mom and thought, okay, I'm a single mom. I better not get into sales just yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I went into the servicing part of it. So I really, and, you know, you have to be able to run the servicing and understand the servicing part. You have to be an underwriter mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what how were these wonderful loans put together because they weren't mortgage loans they were commercial loans they were a little bit more difficult right of course and it's uh, all and hand even, underwritten so it's different well back then absolutely there was no du there was right. no No, it's all <laughs> so, just you got to look at every file and figure it out and your name's on it right well it was loan committee days every oh, Wednesday yeah. was our loan committee oh yeah, that's so true that was- <laughs> that's true i do remember that Hey, let me ask you a quick question before you go on. The electronic sure. loan that's currently being bandied about as the answer or the savior to the loan industry. I just read right now, about an hour and a half ago, the first electronic loan from inception to uh, purchase off the warehouse line uh, was done in some incredibly uh, record time. But the main thing was there was no paper involved. It was all electronic. What do you think about that? I, you know, I, I still think there's just too much room for fraud for that. I think at some point, I mean, I, I'm old school. I honestly still meet with my people. Mm-hmm. I don't like just doing things over the phone. I want to be there. I want to get your story, especially because, you know, your loans are, they're not bulk loans. They're, it's an individual. And I think that that's what he helped create the mess that we did, that, that we came out of. Right. Was, you know, we, you know, oh, it goes in this category. We'll sell it. We'll sell it. It's not. I mean, I think it's so important. So I don't think we're there yet. I think you can you can hopefully think we're there yet, but I think it's just too much room for, for fraud. Yeah, there's such a push, and I know why there's a push towards it, because you can eliminate people, and the profit exactly. margins get bigger. It has nothing to do with the loan or the client. It has to do mm-hmm. with the profit margin of those people making the loans. It, it truly does, and I, and, you know, and I really think... I mean, look at anything that that is being done that way. Anything that's electrical, that's, that's done online, or when you, there's nobody involved, your room for error and fraud just goes up. Right, and there's there's nobody to talk to. We were talking to big techs 
10 minutes ago on air about the mess Wells Fargo created. Has anybody yeah. thought about the credit issue having to do with opening an account, not paying uh, fees that you didn't even know you had because you didn't open the account, and then having it affect your credit and then being put on the banking list, meaning you because you owe fees and now it's gone into uh, default, you can't even open a new bank account or use your current bank account until you pay the fees on an account well, you, you had nothing to do with. I, I just sat with a client yesterday. Yeah. And, and we're actually, she just, she's throwing out the CFPB because, you know, right. Wells Fargo did that, came back to her and said, oh, you're part of the class action suit, so, you know, we'll take care of you then. And she's like, no, I'm not, and I need this rectified because, you know, it's affecting her, you know, she's a small business owner. Right, right, right. They'll close her accounts. They won't let her, you know, they'll redline her. Then all her vendors are looking at her like she's some criminal. I mean, exactly. it's, and so, mm -hmm. but the, this is what, this is the problem with the automation. This is the problem with no humans involved. Um, who do you go to? And and if that happens in the loan business and something odd happens on a on a grand scale or even an individual scale, who do you call? Well, what's interesting is, you know, even with the DU automation, right? Right. You kind of already see that that's that's been happening since you know. Yep. Since like 2009 forward, it's been happening. You'll sit and you'll get a condition. You're like, wait, that makes no sense. Right. When you finally do get to reach the underwriter, the underwriter goes, I can't help it. That's what my system says, and I can't. I'm locked out. Exactly like, right. Wait, a, wait right. a minute. So if it's happening now in, in that portion of it where, you know, thank goodness you can fill up the chain and someone will, you know, rectify it and fix it, what's going to happen when you can't fill up the chain? Well, you you obviously been in the business a long time, have a tremendous amount of experience. What areas are you covering here in Southern California? Um, I actually go all the way from India right. down to San Diego to Santa Barbara. That's big. That's a big, wide swath of territory. Uh, can you shout out your telephone number and maybe give Nine, people an opportunity to get a hold of you? 949-903-2881. Okay. While we have a couple of minutes left, where do you think rates are going? And if they're going to go up, when do you think that's going to happen? Um, I think definitely, you know, we always wait for the election. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough, if anyone has time to go out there, if you just bring up 2003 rates, we've kind of been following the way the structure of those rates happened in 2003. Okay. That's, and okay. We, we did have the, the, the lowest point was in June. That was our lowest point this year. Um, and then, you know, we kind of did, went the up and down part, you know, up and down July and stuff. And then in October, it started kind of raising again. And it was right, at, right around Thanksgiving time, again, it started dropping again. And then we had, it was one of our busiest Decembers we ever had. Yeah, it's funny. So huh? I really think it's going to continue that. Um, but we definitely, you know, rates do need to go up. Yeah, I, mean, I think so, too. We're not promoting savings. Yeah. We're not promoting savings at all. No, why? I mean, it's so easy to borrow money and invest. Why save? <laughs> I mean, it's just and, and And we're going to end up back in that same situation where we're going to teach people, to, you know, don't save, just go ahead and use credit, credit, credit. And it's, it's Right. It's all a leverage game. It has nothing to do with traditional, you know, way to look at things where you got to work hard, save, and then at, at some point you'll have enough to invest. No, I just invest now on borrowed money. And I agree with you. Right. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, you'll make money long run. You're like, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't think. Hey, see, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's a great conversation. You have terrific insight. Thanks very much once again for coming on the show. It's Celia Rios from The Mortgage Partners, and you can reach her at 949-903-2881.
Thank you so much, Jeff. And thank you, too. And I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Telephone number here is 888-713-2929. You can reach us by email at info at malibufunding.net. Certainly, we've got a Twitter account, Jeff6837. I got it right this time. And um, our Facebook page, you can go to Facebook, type in Home Loans, colon, Malibu Funding, and our Facebook page pops right up. We've been populating the Facebook page with a number of new entries, and we've got a whole system now to try to tie in what we're doing here on the radio to what we're doing in Facebook. Uh, we spent a great deal of time in the last three, four weeks talking about how do we reach younger people? How do we talk to younger people? And one of the reasons that you need to talk to younger people if you're an older person is because they know nothing about finance, absolutely zero. I'm talking to 20- and 30-year-olds that are like, well, credit card? What? I don't want a credit card. And what do you mean I have to have credit score in order to get a loan? I want to buy a house. So all of these things wrap up into education. And so in order to do that, you have to reach people with products and services that they need. One of the areas that is certainly underserved is knowledge about the credit card business, the credit card uh, manufacturers, and certainly the services of credit cards. Uh, with us today again is Ed Peisner from Worldwide Merchant Services. Ed, how are you? Good, Jeff. How are you? I'm just great. Thank you very much. Okay, let's just get right into one of the big bugaboos that I always have. Finally, merchants are starting to use the chip, but everybody is a little um, behind the eight ball because each chip that they're using with their credit card in stores is a little different. So tell us, how's the implementation going uh, across Southern California on that particular um, use? of that chip in your credit card. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's called the EMV. That's the uh, term for the chip card, and that stands for EuroPay MasterCard Visa. Mm -hmm. And listen, it, it came out October 1st of last year, and it hit a brick wall. No one was ready, unfortunately. Right. right. Um, we went through a lot of changes in the marketplace, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of complaints in the beginning. You probably yeah. yourself, you know, put your card in the machine and it took forever and it wasn't working and they asked for PIN numbers. And yep. so it was a, it was a sluggish start to, to, at the very best. It was sluggish. Um, <laughs> right. Since then it, it's moved to more of a quick chip technology. So we've made some enhancements. Um, you've probably found that it works a little bit more smoothly now. Yep. I would say 75% of the merchants use it, too, whereas before it was 25%. Yeah, correct. And it really, you know, as of October 1st of 2015, it was supposed to be taken, uh, basically, you have to have EMV technology in your store. Now, that doesn't mean, that, you know, they're going to shut you down if you don't. It just means that if you run a, a swipe transaction, a mag stripe, you know, and swipe the card and it's charged back, you've got no defense anymore. Right. So if, if you don't take a chip card and you, and for whatever reason, the, the sales challenged by the consumer, you're going to lose automatically. There is no more, they'll, they'll go to bat for the merchant. If it's a swipe card, you lose. So that's where a lot of the merchants really have to start implementing an EMV technology. Are we seeing um, more use, more widespread use? Yeah, definitely seeing more widespread use. You're seeing a lot of the banks now, all the new cards are only chip cards. A lot of the Smaller credit unions are now offering the chip card. They were, they right. were, you know, 
the last ones on board doing it. Right. Uh, a lot of the debit cards being issued today are going to be EMV debit chip cards. So by next year, you're going to see only chip cards throughout the U.S. Okay, period. that's good. Some of the problems that are rolling out in the industry, give us some of the highlights of uh, some of the changes that you see. Yeah, and, and actually I'm going to touch on what you touch on, younger people that you mentioned before. Right. You know, it's funny. I have a lot of merchants that come to me, you know, in their mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, starting a business. They want to take credit cards online for their widget product, whatever they're selling. And what they don't realize is it's not as easy as you think just right. to accept credit cards. There is a long underwriting process because, really, they're extending to you a loan. You know, the yep. banks that approve you are really giving you a loan in advance of those payments coming in because you take a $300 transaction today, you get the money in your bank in 48 hours. If it gets charged back and you're out of business or you split town, you've got the money and the bank's left on the hook. So there's an underwriting process that has to happen. And a lot of businesses don't understand. And these, you know, again, the younger generation, they don't understand. It's not an instant approval. I can take credit cards anytime. Right. A lot of the high risk industry, or should I say the high-risk list, has grown and grown and grown. It used to be there were a few high-risk industries, you know, the adult industry and gambling. Right. But now it it's really opened up to a lot of e-commerce. Um, a lot of the paraphernalia industry, like, you know, the medical marijuana industry, obviously you cannot take credit cards, but even the paraphernalia that's associated with it, you can't take credit cards anymore. So we have banks that will still process for those industries, which is really why we're, you know, Worldwide Merchant Services focus on high risk. Um, I see. So basically the, the main people who are underrating these services, uh, which are called merchant services, by the way, for those mm-hmm. people out there who are not aware of it, merchant services means that you can take a credit card for payment, right? Correct. Okay. So you're focusing on industries which have kind of been locked out of the system. Yeah, pretty much. They, uh, they they fall into the high risk category now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, and, and a, again, a lot of it falls into that e-commerce. That's where the highest percentage of fraud is found in right. e-commerce because the person's not in front of you. Right. And you know, we as a high risk merchant processor, we do have a lot of strategies to prevent fraud, mm-hmm. such as address verification, zip code verification. You know, we really make sure our merchants are covered. But as you well know. Fraud exists, and we try our hardest to prevent it in the industry. We we look at ourselves as one of the leaders in high-risk merchant accounts. Right. But it, it's not a given that you'll get approved. That's really my key. You know, you can't just open a business and expect to accept credit cards tomorrow. It's not a given. There is an underwriting process. Okay, let me ask you a question. WikiLeaks, the, the way that emails are hacked, the way that information seems to be flowing like water from supposed <laughs> secure uh, websites, secure companies. It's just, it's blowing my mind. The, the major thing about this is not the information, is that how readily it is happening. How do you secure yeah. people's information when you use it? Well, you know, our system, we don't store any data. And that's a big key right there. Okay. Um, we do not store user data. So if they, you know, God forbid we, we have a, a WikiLeaks type situation. There's right. no data we store. Okay. And that's really... Uh, what they call PCI compliance in the industry, you want to make sure you're not storing customer data. But you, you know, if you read a paper or Yahoo News or watch the TV, you've seen some of the biggest companies in the world, Target, Chase, um, I can't think of the other one, that get hacked. 
you know, the health industry, millions of records stolen with credit card data. Oh, it's They're unbelievable. storing that yeah. data. It's, it's unbelievable. So, so what we, we have a lot of stuff in place to prevent that. Right. But unfortunately, Jeff, nothing is 100%. Well, if you don't have the information, there's nothing they can get. So what do you do with your verification processes? Do you go to then another site to get that verification? No, as far as the transactions, it goes through a gateway. It approves the transaction and just sends the secure data back to us, but it does not hold on to any of the card data. Oh, I see. So basically you're verifying using the card, but then all of that information is no longer on your server or in your email. Correct. And much like the chip card, you know, that's the big thing with the chip. Every time you use a chip card, it generates a unique code every single time so that chip as soon as you put it in the machine a different code is is thrown out into the air so nice. it's not the same number going out all the time that's what's making it you know a, a better security for for consumers today okay if if you're out there in the listening audience right now and listening to ed talk about how credit cards are used for small merchants and maybe you're in an industry that traditionally has had a difficult time getting approval, why don't you give him a call? Ed, what's your telephone number? They can reach me at area code 818-335-7543. And, of course, they can always email me. It's ed at wwms.org. Well, that's terrific. And, obviously, you know, we've had your dad on the show talking about credit and the history of it. You guys have been in the industry a long time. Appreciate you once again coming on the show, telling people what they need to know about not only using credit cards, the safety issues involved, but certainly if you're in any industry that needs help and you can't get a card, you should give you a call. And I really appreciate you once again educating the people out there who are listening. You got it, Jeff. Thanks for having me. And thank you very much. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For questions or comments, send emails to info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Hello and welcome back. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We have an email, info at malibufunding.net, and certainly the telephone number is 888-713-2929. You can email, you can call us, you can go to Facebook, Twitter. We have Barton Blog if you'd like to see the daily musings from uh, my standpoint. Uh, There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us, and certainly we would like to get in touch with you. Uh, The radio show is the best and most efficient way that we can get information to you from both us at Malibu Funding and a number of our different uh, affiliates or people that work for us, against us, competitors. Uh, We try to bring to the show for you those type of uh, interesting people that can just tell you stories about what's happening and what may happen, what happened in the past, and certainly how it affects you your ability to get a loan, your ability to work um, uh, and have that work uh, yield you some positive results either in your investment in real estate properties or your investment in some kind of financial vehicle. Obviously, we're not professionals in all these areas, but the people we bring on the show have a tremendous amount of experience, and I really appreciate them all coming on the show. Uh, In today's show, uh, we had some terrific guests uh, from uh, Big Techs to um, Ed Peisner talking about credit cards. Interesting about the credit cards is that if you are young, let's say you're uh, 18 to 25 years old, and you don't have a credit card, uh, credit card, you are not in the system. 
And if you're not in the system, you cannot take advantage of the system. Usually when you get to be in your um, 30s and uh, 40s, you start to make really good money. And if you haven't built a credit score and a credit profile for a number of years, it's going to be very difficult for you to get the best possible rate on whatever loan you want to get. Let's say you want to get married. Let's say you want to have some children. You're going to need some place to live. And you want to probably get it in a place where you can afford something to buy or even something to rent. I know many, many renters need credit scores pulled if you want to even rent a place. So as Ed was saying, uh, for those people that don't have a credit profile or credit history, it is near impossible to get any uh, credit advance to you. And uh, what people are doing uh, to do that and how to do it, I want to thank both those guys for coming on the show. And certainly Celia Rios from the Mortgage Partners talking just about her experience. And she's been around since huh, God was a boy, as they say, you know, uh, from the Lincoln financial crisis, uh, savings and loan crisis back in the early 80s. I don't know if anybody out there in the listening audience uh, remembers those days, but they were unbelievable. And the um, uh, what, what was the NRT, the uh, National Realty Trust, which was selling all the properties that were foreclosed upon at that time? Uh, this go around when there were foreclosures, the banks really didn't sell them to anybody. They kept them. And there is still, uh, quote unquote, this shadow inventory of uh, foreclosed properties or properties that are underwater that still haven't been sold out from the banks. They're still waiting for prices uh, to rise as they have been steadily for the past five years and this brings us to the news to use section of the program where we review some of the hot topics of the day in mortgage news uh let's just get right to uh one of the uh one of the really cool things about what's happened in the last five years uh i'll read it to you this is again from jan swanson we quote jan quite a bit on the show and really want to appreciate her uh we've given her office a call a couple times but have yet to get her on the sh on the show but we will um let's see so it says uh case schiller now case schiller they're the organization that tracks real estate prices nationally they agree price appreciation staying strong so if you own a house if you're out there right now thinking hey i own this house i'm finally out from under it we have equity in it you can be very happy that the appreciation of the value of your home is going up. And this is for a number of different factors. The main factor is supply and demand. There are more people looking than selling. Therefore, the price of what you have, if you own, is higher today than it was yesterday. And that's basically, there are some other, that's basically how it works. But there are other factors involved. Let's just read what she writes about it. Price gains accelerated in August, rising more year over year than they did in July, according to data released today by both the Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA, and the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller. The index rose 5.3% from this time last year. Now, that doesn't seem like a huge number, but it is a huge number. We would like to see in the industry uh, certainly not that going any higher. Any higher than that, and we're looking at a bubble. Uh, and what I mean by a bubble is that the supply and demand curve is really out of whack. And you're finding that people are, you know, basically flipping houses in order to raise them, you know, 5% a month as opposed to 5% over a year. But 5% seems to be reasonable, seems to be something that is um, doable. Uh, last week we had uh, Luana Bradford from the Bradford Group in Atlanta, Georgia, talking about their uh, and what's happening in the Atlanta market about the prices rising there 
all uh, all places that we do business, whether it's down in Georgia, certainly in Texas, uh, we've seen an appreciation of values. Uh, I'm doing a couple of loans down there. And did you know, and for those of you who are uh, uh, doing business in Phoenix, Arizona, or you're down in Scottsdale, maybe you're up in Tucson, uh, maybe Flagstaff, uh, if you're in a real estate purchase contract, the mortgage broker must sign off on individual items throughout the transaction and keep a weekly update uh, to both the selling agent and the listing agent. Uh, I had a long discussion with the people down there about why it is that the mortgage broker is initialing and signing things. Uh, they seem to think it was no big deal. I seem to think it was libelous. However, I did sign what I needed to sign. Um, we do a lot of real estate uh, transactions here in California, but not a ton in Arizona. We do certainly do a, a lot of refinance there. So it's just interesting the way different places of the country act towards different issues that come up. Certainly in Arizona, uh, during the last downturn, it was it was horrendous. I mean, you would find properties 75% off of their original sales price, and they do not want to get into a situation where they're having properties tied up now in an up market uh, when a client cannot afford. So they want to put the mortgage broker or the lender, uh, and I asked him, I said, you, you think Chase, Wells Fargo, Citibank, you're going to walk into there and get this form signed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to get it signed. I said, yeah, sure, you're going to get it signed. But maybe they do. What do I know? I mean, all I know is that it's different than the way we do it here. As in other states, everybody's got their own way to do business. And as I often say on the show, the United States are not that united. So in a, another um, article that I read on Mortgage News today, it talked about after surveying 800 borrowers with HELOCs, and this is what I wanted to get into for the remainder of the couple, three minutes left, HELOCs, okay, uh, the bank produced a HELOC reset measure, calculates about 43% of U.S. homeowners with HELOCs. Um, and that's, of course, you have an equity line of credit on your home will be affected when loans reset, meaning that you might have a home equity line of credit. You may not have even tapped into it yet. But what happens is once the term rate of the HELOC expires, the money that you owe or even have open on your line will be reset to a new interest rate. And how does that affect you? It affects you because if your payment is $1 amount and it is reset and now it's a new dollar amount, you may be delinquent on your loan if you can't afford the payment. So the most important thing to do is to take a look at your HELOCs. Take a look at what you have uh, in terms of an interest rates. Um, Malibu funding has recently been approved with TCF Bank. And I don't know if anybody has heard of them before, but TCF Bank does HELOCs and they do seconds. And what do I mean by a HELOC in a second? HELOC is obviously taking equity out of the house if you need it. So you get approved for a certain amount of money to take out, kind of like a credit card that you can take out. You only get charged for what you use. And there's, of course, a, you know, a fee for being able to just get this done. And then second loans or second trust deeds, which stand behind, they get subordinated to the first lien on your house, which is your primary mortgage. But I'll just quote you what the market is bearing for HELOCs and um uh, second trust deeds. Okay, let's look at this thing here. Primary residence, one to two family, both purchase and refis of single family residence, condos, and townhomes. The current prime rate, prime rate, now this usually it's prime rate plus four is usually how they figure these things out, but the prime rate is uh, 3.5%. And the, um, let's see, for a $750,000 uh, first or second, the um, 
you're going to, let's see, 89.9, almost 90% loan to value, uh, 700 minimum FICO score, prime plus three, prime plus four is uh, 1.99. So you're going to be probably paying six, six and a half percent on this loan, which is not a bad loan if you even use it. And that's, of course, if it's a home equity line of credit. So if you have need of both home equity line of credit and or a second trustee, give us a call because when rates go up, you will not be able to refi at the lower rate and you still need money. This may be the way to go. 